Howdy, geeks, and welcome back to The Pitch for the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Kev, and today's episode is going to be a lot like Snoop Dogg and Eminem at the Super Bowl, because it's a wrap on Season 2 of Ted Lasso, and we're here to share our thoughts on the finale. We will be doing spoilers, not an extensive amount, but just if you haven't watched it, but I mean, if you're listening to this, how have you not watched the finale already? But joining me today are two ballers who just make you want to holler, Justin and Nate. Gentlemen, are you Aye. ready? Oh, football is life. <laughs> la- football is life. On our, so when we talked about Ted Lasso last time, I caught myself saying, like, I think twice, soccer is life. And I wanted to punch myself <gasps> oh. in the face like Roy Kent would come into the room and just yeah. headbutt me or Roy something. Roy Kent. You know? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely wasn't feeling uh, feeling that. But yes, I uh, this this was such a good episode. Uh, well, well, yeah, I think I think this show had such a, a, a difficult bar. It set its, the bar so high after that first season. All of the awards that it's been given, the critical and audience reception has been through the roof. I haven't met somebody who's watched the show and not fallen absolutely in love with it. And so coming into this season, the questions were, can it live up to the expectations that were set in, in season one? And then we get this season that shows growth and and change and developments of characters, uh, you know, so did this finale sort of continue on with the momentum that the show's just been gaining and gaining and gaining? hundred percent. I think it, it, it feeds well off of the first season and continues to just be probably the single best example of what a feel good story is about. Even as it gets a little bit more emotional, a little bit more personal, it still finds the light to really kind of remind people that that optimism of hope and and believing, you know, that one word being just so core to this 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 show. I think that there's a reason for that, and and it really does show in everything that they do uh, and all the effort they put into the series and the finale itself. I think it sets some stakes and i think it did it really really well to the point of like i'm excited for the third season i know the the wait's going to be killer we're going to have to wait a year for the next season of ted and that's that's terrible but where is the the first season finale uh ended on sort of a, a low note for some of our characters and the and the football club whereas this finale things are almost ending in a more uh, a positive note for at least the football club and some of the characters but there's it's almost ending on a dour note with a lot of the characters, and that's going to be our journey for the next season. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis described uh, this season, and especially this finale, as The Empire Strikes Back, and I think that's absolutely correct, right? We've got some characters that are in a really good place and some characters that are in a really dark place, and I am so stoked to see see what what that's all about. Um, But yeah, this this episode was... I think it took a little bit of time for things to get going. It reminded me of, like, if I'm going to pull a Ted Lasso here, it was kind of like the the Hulk ride at uh, Universal. Takes a little bit of time to get going, but once it does, there's a lot of ups and downs. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I had a lot of fun um, with a lot of moments in this episode that I think I think it did a good job of sort of clearing up a lot of the characters' sort of storylines that were left in limbo just literally an episode prior. Uh, and so that's that to me is is tough to do. I'm glad that they gave it a little bit more runtime uh, with this one, so they could sort of pad that out a little bit. Um, but I'm just I'm just blown away, dude, how this. This episode just didn't miss. I was waiting for it to be like, okay, this is the finale. It's not going to be as good as the the previous episode. I actually thought it was better, uh, and it was one of my favorite episodes of this oh, season yeah. for sure. It it had so much heart to it, and 
you know, to see the journey of the characters. Because I think the first season really showed Ted and, and his, sort of him getting comfortable within this sort of new situation that he's in. And you know, we see a little bit more behind the scenes of, of what pushed him to make that long distance jump to, to work in, in the, the UK. But here it really does open the door on the supporting cast and, and the characters around Ted Lasso. And and I loved it. That's what I was hoping season two would do. And they, they really did give it. Obviously, towards this finale, we do get some interesting places of where those characters have been left as we enter into, you know, season three. Yeah, I think season one, the smartest thing they did in season one was sort of subvert our expectations. You know, you see Ted as this happy-go-lucky guy where nothing could possibly wrong in his life, and the truth is is just the opposite in so many ways. And you're watching a, a feel-good sports show. Well, of course they're going to win, and of course things are going to go well for them, and it doesn't. And so what that allows you to do is constantly be on guard for, for you know, I felt tension in that football match that the stakes felt real and you didn't know how it was going to go I was on pins and needles like I was watching my own team taking the biggest free kick of of the the team's existence and and even characters you're you don't want to see them get hurt but you know it could happen in the show not everything is feel good and that's so awesome and I think you know to your point Kevin like there's a lot of moments that I'll I'll talk about in a moment that I, I definitely teared up at and 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 you know wanted to cry at but I but I like I teared up when Danny Rojas is going for that kick and then he gets it like that to me especially to see how the how he his character sort of started in this season it was a beautiful bookend but it was also just like I don't tear up at sports things you know what I mean like specifically a sports moment but this moment and seeing the team run in and and just all of them embrace each other was just so fantastic. But I but I also thought how incredible this show is at contrasting those moments, even at the same time where we do see Nate kind of you know you see the ripped up poster at the end and you just sort of you, you you're you're celebrating one side and then you're also you've got that heartbreak on the other side and it's just it's the show so masterfully nails giving making people feel those feelings even yes. at the same time and that time, is yeah. that's yeah. impressive to me and, and you know if we're going to talk about Nate let's do it and obviously not our gray <laughs> hair not our gray haired Nate but the gray haired <laughs> Nate of, of Ted Lasso his hair got a lot grayer in this oh, episode well I think I think life's taken think the, the, the reason why being yeah. an evil genius takes yeah. its toll maybe right <laughs> but uh, who would have thought you know especially as the show started a couple of years ago that lovable little underdog Nate would become our antagonist. He's our, he's a villain. He's our main villain. You know, you, th- you figured it would be Rebecca's husband, but no, he's just a small fry compared to the, the dark Lord that is, that is water boy, Nate. It's unbelievable. I think they did a really good job of seed planting that throughout, you know, like even in the funeral episode, you know, oh, that's the suit that that Ted bought you, right? And just this constant reminder that 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 he wouldn't have had that if Ted didn't do it for him. You know, uh, to see him, you know, trying to get that table at that restaurant and the struggle that he went to to be his own person. Um, you know, up to like the uh, penultimate episode where he made the move on Keeley, and then he, you know, that has that really visceral moment where he steps into the the dressing room and he spits at himself in the reflection, and it was just so it was so. Like it was dark for the show because it really does show the sort of disdain and hate that Nate has for himself, right? Like he he does not like himself. He does not think of himself as the person that he knows that he wants to be as he gets his recognition in, in earlier in the season for for being the wonder kid uh, of of uh, I think of it's Richmond. pronounced wonder kid or wonder yeah, kin. Know, yeah. 
Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I messed it up. I messed it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, no, uh, but anyways, like, that's he, his transformation get, moment was those was the papers coming out and, and giving him that recognition he'd wanted all, his whole life. He wanted more yeah. of it. He wanted more of it, and he and he didn't think that he was getting enough of it. Again, they did such a great job seed planting his character to be. Uh, I guess you could say he's the Darth Vader to the Emperor that is sure. Rupert. So yeah, and I think yeah. he he. Again, it all stems from his his father, and I think you know yes. going into uh, seeing him as a villain and seeing this progression, it's it's exciting to me because you know we're not getting a villain like Rupert is kind of a villain even more so because he is a traditional villain of like we don't really know his motivations, we don't really know his backstory as much like from his personal side, like the decisions he made, his the struggles he went through, the hardships he went through with Nate it's going to be so much more dynamic because we're going to be able to see this character. And much like one of my other favorite shows that have turned entire characters upside down by the end of a season, Game of Thrones, I, I am so excited to watch this character and and not root for him, but root for him at the same time. Uh, and I think that is huge. And I think they, they've got something going for all these characters. Like It's crazy that the show is called Ted Lasso, but this season had a huge focus on... Ted and his past, but also equally Sam, uh, Rebecca, Dr. Sharon, uh, Coach Beard, Roy, Keeley, Nate, and Jamie, like all at the same time and just as much to the point where in literally one season, these characters have elevated from not being main characters to now main characters. They were characters that our main character played off of in the first season to now I care about all of them equally. And I think that's just crazy that these writers were able to do this in a show called Ted Lasso. Just... Yeah, well, I, I think, though, that's the power of Ted Lasso. Right. Like, the reality is, is the first season really does focus on this sort of everyone's negative. Everyone has their own issues. Ted's coming in, positives, kind-hearted person, and everyone just wants to see him fail, like especially Rebecca. And I think the tone of everyone at the end of season one really opened the door for how they were going to allow themselves to be influenced by Ted Lasso moving forward as a team, as individuals, so on. And I think that this this season really does do that. It does, sh to your point, Nate, it showcases those supporting characters and the influence that Ted has had on them. And then it also flips the script by introducing the psychologist that helps to open up Ted a little bit more and some of the revelations that we learn about Ted and why he is the way he is. But they still found a way to take this psychiatrist who we all thought was going to be the the villain of the season and still found a way to make us fall in love with her and understand yeah. her backstory more and also see her grow from Ted and Ted grow from her. Like Exactly. It's just crazy that like these we're talking about all these feelings and it's a sports show. <laughs> like it's not a sports show. Football you know, is life. And that's, that's, that is so true in this entire series. Ah, oh, I could just, and, and, and yeah, the focus is never primarily on the football and, and what's going on with the team. But because you care about the characters so much, you do care about what's happening with the team and, and you want them to succeed, right? It's, it's not a sports movie where winning the, the end championship is all you care about. And there's a bunch of, cut and paste characters who make that happen and all you really care about is that and it's you care about these characters and want the best for them and as a result you end up non-sports fans who are watching the show like you said Nate are going come on get that goal I want to see you do well right? like it's amazing but but everything had its focus right like the team had its had its own focus I love that they did in the beard episode we got a little bit more time with those three 
dudes from the from the the pub. three blokes that, from the pub are characters I care about even right yeah no that's what I mean like that's that's the thing like everyone has had their moment to shine in season two that really helps to kind of elevate just the feel good vibe of this of this show even Trent Krim of the Independent is <laughs> yeah. a character who it's a yes. small little story but it pays off there's you know it's Ted brought out the best in in him even. everyone like, it's amazing yeah. it's amazing yeah. the power this character has um, yeah and he's we, a great example he's a great example his character of, to really accentuate that idea of bringing the best out of people I think Trent Kemp is is kind of the the sort of a uh, little icing on the cake for for season two to really highlight that 100 percent. and now we've kind of been talking about the finale and the season in general because i don't think you can talk about one without the other um but so let's dive a bit more into the season uh as a whole and maybe talk about uh, our favorite episode or our favorite moments uh that that happen oh yeah okay well let me jump right in here I had to, it was tough because there's there's so many good episodes. There's so many good moments. That Christmas episode was just phenomenal. I didn't think I needed a Christmas episode so bad in like what month in was July. it you watching? July. <laughs> and normally that schmaltzy, over-the-top Christmas stuff can feel like a Hallmark movie. Yes. Yeah. And, and you could instantly just repel me with that sort of cheese. And it was beautiful. I was tearing up almost. It was such a lovely, it's maybe my favorite Christmas episode of a TV show I've ever seen. It was so good because it was so real. Um, and there's there's so many of those real moments. And I think my favorite moment of this entire season is Roy hugging Jamie after his dad belittles him. I I like weeping like my and then I my watch it with my parents and both my mom and my dad are just like in tears. And I don't see my dad cry too often. And I was. That moment was so fantastic. And I think, you know, Roy very quickly has become my favorite character of this show. Um, just to see him grow ever since he was he was watching reality shows with his yoga moms. That was the moment where I was like, oh, okay. This character, they're, they're going a different direction than I thought with this character. Yeah, I was so sure. happy to see yeah. it. Yeah, favorite moments. I, I, I think I, I really liked what they did in um, the funeral episode when they juxtaposed uh, Rebecca and and Ted, yeah. both sharing their stories so of trauma from from different from different aspects, I, I enjoyed that um, they they really did highlight how trauma has different shapes and forms, but it can still leave an everlasting impression on someone and their psyche. And I think that's a very much like an undernote to this entire season is the idea of mental health and being able to openly talk about things. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's it's by any surprise that we have a psychologist that's that's involved in this season that's really trying to get to a rooted point of connection with the players and even with Ted as we see that unfold. So, you know, to see this moment of of vulnerability from both of these very, you know, top tier characters in, in this series, I think it's it's very interesting to see that they have a lot more in common than they actually know. And I, I think it was obviously a very big reveal for Ted's character in that moment and as well for Rebecca. So yeah, and another moment even from that episode it's it's another moment where if done improperly, it can feel forced, it can feel cheesy, it can feel over the top, not organic, not real, is is when, you know, Ted comes in and helps Rebecca as she's struggling to get through that song. And oh. and and then the team joins in and and they're like this family that that's taking care of each other and they've 100%. they've found 
support in each other and that was goosebumps goosies all over for that moment where Another- they're all dealing with the, they all realize their issues and 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 then have to confront them after that funeral because of that moment and another moment that shows Ted bringing the best out of everyone, right? And just sure. inciting that sort of happy spirit in, in to just kind of bring things forward. So yeah, that, usually, usually um, the expression read the room is like you're, you're not getting things here. But Ted reads the room better than anybody else, and he always seems to have the right answer for what is needed at that specific moment. I, I think my all of them are my favorite episode, but I really did like, and I know that it's probably not Nate's favorite, but I did like the episode with Beard. Hmm. I did like how they deviated just for a beat to follow this character who is very integral to Ted. And I think that that episode shed so much light about his character, his own battles with, with destiny and f- understanding fate and understanding his own existence. Uh, very much what we've seen in, in very small elements. And there's such a philosophical quality to Beard's character. And I feel like that episode really does highlight and showcase some of the best moments of him in a real comedic light. But, you know, I enjoyed that episode because just for a second, we got to learn a little bit more about someone outside of Ted, just staying wholeheartedly on him. And, you know, now coming back to the Ted Lasso form, there's more reasoning to when he has these moments. Like even in the at this in the season finale as he's really plucking at at Ted to like try to get him to do the right thing and get him to talk. And there's just more of a a basis to go off of other than what was pre-existing to to knowing his character. So, yeah, I think kudos for for taking the time to just steer for a second to another another character and, and show us a little bit more insight there. Well, and that episode is it was really a risk for them because they're stepping away from all of our characters for the most part, and and really deviating from our main storyline. Um, you know, we keep talking about these shows that have these almost one-off episodes where it's not focused on the main story as much. It's it feels a little bit different from the traditional formula that we we know and love of the show. And I and I think while it it didn't fit for me in the overall narrative of this season. It was refreshing to see something so different from the show and, and it still succeeded even though it was so different. So yeah, I really did enjoy that episode, but not as a part of the whole season overall, but yeah, on its own, it really did stand out. I think it's really popular now with a lot of these series, modern series, um, that uh, that do delve into the dramatic side while still staying a bit comedic. I think back to like Mythic Quest, like they've had a few episodes in each season where they do jump, you know, into a completely different character. Um, and we, you know, even only murder, murders in the building, we got a really cool episode uh, like that where we get to explore a, a character just wholeheartedly on their own as the main character of the episode. And so I think it's it's kind of a, a popular trend right now. And I, I I don't think they didn't do a good job with it. Like I still enjoyed the episode. Um, I just, for me, it it wasn't as clear to me. And maybe I just didn't get as much out of it as, as you did, Justin, with that. Um, and I probably would enjoy talking to you about the episode a little bit more, maybe not on this podcast, but, um, but you know, then the episode itself. Um, but for me, you know, you had mentioned uh, getting him, getting Ted to do the right thing. My favorite episode is Do the Rightest Thing, which is episode three of this season. I think this single episode encompasses an entire feel-good sports movie wrapped up into 36 minutes. Seeing Nora connect with Rebecca and Sam, you know, take that stance against the oil company or, or whatever company was working with the oil company. And and then 
you know, you see the entire team come out onto the pitch, and they've all got the tape on, and they're all backing him up, and it's not and, just And that the... was led by Jamie, who right? a season earlier, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have made any sense for him to do what he so did. So good. And and I just, I teared up so hard when they all come out there, and they're all just standing there, and the pictures are being taken. And, and then you get to the end credits, and you see, you know, the pictures with Nora and the team, and it's like it, the freeze frame, and then the credits start rolling. And I'm just like... I just watched a whole sports movie in 36 minutes, and it's probably my favorite sports movie I've ever watched. Like that was <laughs> awesome. Um, so that is my my favorite episode of this season for sure. Well, on that note, I think we've reached full time, and though we've ended in a tie, if this show if this show has shown us anything, it's that a tie is actually a lot better than kissing your sister. So let's drive ahead and give our final <laughs> scores for both this episode and for the season as a whole. For the episode, we're going to be scoring it out of five underdog. We're going to be scoring it out of five underdogs turned d bag, and for the season, we're going to be scoring it out of five Roy Kent. <laughs> okay, I love that. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, again, I think if you've gotten to this point in the podcast. You know, we already know all our thoughts. Like, this isn't going to be surprising to anyone. Um, I thought this episode, while it wasn't my ultimate favorite episode, all of these episodes are so good. I think, again, the only one that sort of missed for me was was the, the Beard episode for me personally. But this episode itself, um, I'm going to probably give it a, I would say, a solid 4.5 underdogs turn D-bags. I think um, the way that they 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 you know sort of followed all the characters gave them that equal ground but also found a way to to clear up things that were 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 left uh you know sort of vague in the previous episode with Sam's decision with with where Nate was going with the whole thing with between Jamie and and uh and Roy the way that they clear that up the way that they don't just sort of snip it up really quickly you know i think we've complained in previous podcasts how you know we don't like that sometimes they solve the problem one episode after the other um, but this one i didn't feel bothered by it the way that they were able to write it and i think that's just a testament to how well these characters are written um, so yeah 4.5 underdogs turn d-bags uh, and for this season i mean oh my gosh you've got to be f- kidding me i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it on the podcast it deserves it i'm sorry mom and dad but i'm telling you right now that this is my favorite show on apple tv plus probably my favorite show of the past few years um and this season somehow finds a way to be even better than the first one it is getting five out of five (sighs) great well um for the episode, yeah, I think that this was the perfect way to end this season. This was a big win for the team, but uh, leaves our, some of our characters in, in, in a bit of a precarious place. Uh, decisions need to be made. Uh, things are going to happen for season three. That's that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And I'm very excited to see where it goes. Um, I have loved all these episodes. I, I cannot say that there has been one that was better or worse than the other. I think I would 100% give this episode, like I'd give everything else from this, a five out of five uh, underdog turn d-bags um and for the season yeah it's gonna get a five out of five 
um, <laughs> because this show continues to show what feel good is all about in a world right now where everything there's so much hate there's so much divisiveness there's so much negativity this is the kind-hearted escapism that feels real that can be the reminder that there is something more than just being hateful or being divisive or you know having to just be argumentative for the sake of it this is a show about teachers mentors and and leaders that can make the difference and make change in in others so i think that Mm -hmm. this is a a huge win uh as a series and and i don't know if i'm gonna say we there's we got some more stuff coming for the towards the end of the year but i would say it's pretty close to probably being my favorite tv show uh of the year of of all time because it's just i've never smiled so much and felt emotional at the same time in in episodes and yeah it, it is a huge win i absolutely love this show so i don't think you could pay me enough money to try and find a fault with this episode with this show in general with this amazing second season i have never just been so in love with the premise of a show and the characters on that show uh this this is this is just sucking me in to a level I didn't think a TV show could. I've been obsessed with shows in the past, and this is somehow blowing anything that those shows have ever made me feel out of the water. This episode gave us everything that we'd been wanting for this entire season, while also giving us a whole new series of adventures that I can't wait to see these characters have to go through and and take on. And, And just the way they stay so true to these characters... Everything they do makes sense. It's not always the best outcome. It's not always the happiest outcome. But the show still makes you feel good because it is so real and because you have such a connection to these characters. So for the episode, I'm going five out of five, underdogs turn D-bags. And for this, I'm doing it. Five out of five for this season. And it is slowly becoming my favorite television show of all time. Unbelievable work. Unbelievable work. All right. One last thing before we go here. I want to sort of speculate on where we see season three going and some of the things we want to see come from that season. Nate, why don't you start us off? Yeah, for sure. Um, So obviously we're going to get to see more Rupert, I think, uh, come through in the next season. Um, I think hopefully... You know, as I said, I don't think I think we don't really he's he's kind of a villain that's sort of described through Rebecca as opposed to we actually get to see him on screen. So I think it's going to be exciting to actually see that character on screen as terrible as a guy as he he seems. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see him with West Ham. Uh, Sam's Nigerian restaurant, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see how much that is implemented or how uh, much I they... I want to see Roy Kent go in and just be, it's no kebab, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I, I think that'll be pretty dope. Um, and I think uh, Nate coaching for... for for West Ham, I think, yeah, seeing him become a, a true villain is going to be awesome. Well, him, um, we've hit the cliche a lot, but him and Rupert are going to be like your Emperor Palpatine and, and Darth yeah. Vader. You know, he's going to get mentored instead of by Ted, who could bring out the best in him. He might be mentored by a guy who's going to bring all those worst insecurities out. And I think it'll also be really interesting to see, again, where they go with, with Keely and what have you. But I think what I'm most excited about is how they're going to find some of these additional ancillary characters um you know like baz jeremy paul like um maybe trent crim right like these these characters that are, are and, and move them forward into main characters like to to see what happened with trent Kim, trent trent crim of the independent uh, at the end of the this episode 
I think he is going to become a bigger character next season. I I would love to see if he becomes maybe a he writes a book on Ted Lasso. He talks about how he loves their conversations. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe that's how he sort of and then and then we sort of see that character grow. You call and the become, book Ted Talks. Oh, dude, come on, <laughs> writes itself, okay? Um, but yes, I would love to see more Trent Krim uh, next season. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how Nate's going to play it. It's interesting seeing Rupert right now. Like after the moment with Rebecca at the funeral, the next moment we see is him whispering in the ear of Nate. And that's how we, we end this season. You know, he's a little bit of that evil side that is pulling this out of Nate. Well, he's taking advantage this. of him, right? Yes. It's, it's, he's all, taking advantage it's the entire of story yeah. of bullies. Right. And, yeah. and the show does such a yeah. good job of, of executing on that as well. Yeah. And, and also, you know, ex- exploiting his need for validation and, and, and you know, purpose. So um, it's going to be interesting. I think he's going to get he's going to get um, called out a lot by the rest of the team. I think we do see, though, that there will be redemption. Here. Really? There, there, you know what I mean? I, I think we'll get that redemption. I think we will. It, his character has come such a long way. I feel like what we're going to see is it get worse before it gets better, yeah. but it'll get better. And I think he'll find his way back. And what will be a real testament is how the team forgives him eventually, right? Because you know the team has had a new appreciation for Nate since he became a coach and since he's been working with them closely, I feel like they already have this this appreciation for his character. So it's going to hit them hard and, and who knows how they're going to react once they sort of hear about the revelations. Who knows if Ted's even going to share it because he obviously had enough respect for Nate not to share it. And I think that's going to bite him in the ass because I think they're going to start using his moves and they're going to be implementing similar tr- strategy and it's going to kind of work against them because Nate's. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that all translate. But yeah, where they left Keeley and Roy, really, really bizarre. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see that. But I am liking how Sam's character seems to feel like he doesn't need to go to to Casablanca and be part of the Nigerian team to just feel culturally connected. There's new ways that he can celebrate his culture here by opening a Nigerian restaurant or even noticing a group of kids playing soccer and, you know, a black kid wearing his jersey and knowing that that matters just as much as being on any team and can make just as much of an impact. But yeah, I think that what what's next for him and, and Rebecca is going to be really interesting to see as well. Yeah, I think they've. I was not on board with shipping that relationship at all. I, I It threw me off guard when the big reveal happened this season. And yet, two episodes later, and I am... So shipping that relationship. I so desperately want it to work. It came out of left field, and just that's the power of this show is that they can make anything work and and make you feel connected to it. And so that's so great. Speaking of connections, I mean, there's so many questions, and and we have – I think what they've done is they've sort of given us the plot line of a lot of these characters and the trajectory that they're going to go on. We don't know how it's going to end up, but we sort of know where they're going. One character who I kind of felt by the end of this season – is left a little stranded and and who knows where they're going to go is Jamie Tart do yeah. do 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 to do I thought <laughs> his growth from season 1 through season 2 even though he's really not in the show very much it was it was great to watch you're rooting for this guy to be able to turn his life around and well and what's I love, next for him yes what's next and for I him, love yeah. that they they didn't change who he is he's still full of himself and loves himself but he doesn't use it as a weapon anymore it's almost uh, a, a shield to protect his own insecurities and 
And now I want to see this. He, he makes that selfless move at the end of the game to give somebody else the spotlight, to have somebody else get a moment that's going to change their lives and Danny Rojas. To apologize to Roy? To apologize like he apologized to Roy. Like to Roy. Oh and he gosh. knew that that, that could have been a death sentence, right? Yeah, and, right. You yeah. know, and, and he did it like a man and he stood up for himself and he's becoming his own man, you know, under the guidance of his new father. I mean, Roy's almost going to be that mentor for him, I think. And so I can't wait to see their relationship maybe become buddies in this third season. That would be a blast. And I think, like, you know, had you told me about Jamie Tart's character in this season, a se- literally, like, four episodes before season two started, I wouldn't have believed that you could he could get there. And, and he did. And I think there's literally the moment where he he gets fired uh, from the reality show and, and he, he gets he's no longer on that team. And he walks outside and he signs he's, he takes some time to sign some some posters. But then you just see like the acting is so fantastic. You just see in his face like that existentialism. You see that moment of him just sort of you understand what he's feeling in that moment of that loneliness, of that disappointment, and and how he knows he has to change. And I just, ah, this show's so it's yeah. just too good. It, 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 it the show does good. such a great job at just making you feel something for every character, yeah. right? Like it, it's like, you know, we we've all outlined different experiences for for each of these characters, and that was all encapsulated in this in this season two. So I think bravo to to the writing team and and to to just trying to incorporate everything and, and still tie a thread of of you know keeping this sort of positivity, optimism, you know, hope, belief as a theme that kind of ties all of these little intricate stories together. I, I just think so so well done. Well, on that note, I think it's time to wrap up another season of Ted Lasso. I got to say as happy as this show makes me feel, I am utterly devastated knowing that who knows how long it's going to be before we see season three. This is going to feel like an eternity, I think. Um, but uh, thanks for tuning in wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave us a glowing review. We always appreciate the love. And we want to know, what were some of your favorite episodes and moments from season two? And where do you see the show going for season three? Uh, you can obviously let us know at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. And if you're too busy out on the pitch working on your mad footy skills, hit us up on Twitter at GeekcentricYT and on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Justin, Nate, and everyone listening, I appreciate you. Until next time, keep it geeky. Football is life! <laughs> <laughs>